Welcome to Think Again, a podcast by Macquarie Asset Management, providing financial advisors with a fresh perspective and innovative insights, designed to keep you and your clients a step ahead. Thank you for tuning in to Think Again. I'm Denise St. Ivany. Today, my guest is Daniela Madarovich, co-head of U.S. Multi-Sector Fixed Income here at Macquarie Asset Management. Daniela, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Denise. It's lovely to be back. Today, we are discussing insights from our 2024 outlook, actionable ideas for a world in transition. And the key takeaways for investors on taxable fixed income was really allocate with conviction. So I would love for you to start off with hearing what that really means to you. Well, conviction for us above all means conviction in process and discipline and fidelity to style. So to that end, one thing that's become clear to us with all the expertise and analysis that we have done is that markets are comprised of people and people tend to overreact. All markets are different. They're not a single market. They're efficient in different ways and inefficient in different ways, which means that they tend to price information but based on emotions. So our conclusion as a result and reflected in our philosophy of standing against the tide is that the best value in markets tends to reside in the extremes. When exuberance drives valuations, that's a very good time to become a liquidity provider and monetize returns. And vice versa, when fear drives outcomes and certain scenarios are overpriced into markets, that tends to be the best time for opportunity. So stand against the tide, we feel is thematically the most important element for investors to consider this year. Well, today's markets certainly don't lack volatility. So what are you paying attention to at the macroeconomic level? Denise, the last few years, and it's seemingly the last decade, hasn't lacked volatility in some respects. But most recently, in particular, not only is the world undergoing a lot of secular transitional changes, uh, but also we're finding ourselves from a pure economic perspective in interesting times. So this year, from a big picture, we're watching three big themes. The first theme is this idea that we are now in this post-inflation focus environment. We have a high conviction in, in the view that we are past peak inflation in the United States, that we are going to migrate towards closer to, to the uh, Fed um, target. And as a result, there are, as a result, there are some significant implications both for Fed policy and for uh, economic implications. The second theme we're watching very closely and for a lot of good reasons is the geopolitical uh, temperature. So geopolitics is an important thematic this year that's exogenous by nature, meaning we can't easily predict it and we have to keep an eye out, out uh, on, on that. And then the third theme that is quite unusual this year is about 50% of the world population in 2024 will find itself in elections. Uh, remarkable in a number of different ways and certainly implications on a number of uh, fronts. Taiwan was sort of the most watched start of the year election in January. But we all know that the most watched election is the one here in the United States with significant potential implications for policy globally. So what could those themes mean for fixed income investors? 
Well, let's look at them into two broad categories. The first one, this this idea that we are in the post-inflation environment, if if you will, um, has very significant economic and market implications, right? So what we have seen a lot of evidence uh, recently is that inflationary indicators are going lower, PCE is in fact approaching the Fed target, a number of leading indicators for inflation measurements are, in fact, pointing to significant disinflation, with many uh, supply chain metrics suggesting that we're leaving, living in an environment of outright deflation in certain areas. So a lot of good news on that front. The implications of that are fairly significant. And certainly in December, we heard quite a bit about the grand Fed pivot and the much the much market reaction that we got out of that, uh, we think that may have been a bit overdone and over exuberant there for a moment. But the big uh, takeaway from uh, from inflation approaching target is that we are most likely post peak interest rates. So this this idea, these discussions we've had. Uh, in the last year or so, Denise, about bonds being bonds again, bonds presenting a lot of attractive value, is very closely linked to this theme of inflation finally coming under control. The second component uh, here is uh, related to the economic environment and monetary policy as we think about what does sort of inflation getting better mean. Uh, we do expect that this year the Fed is likely as communicated to uh, embark on some uh, cuts. We do think at the same time that the market may have gotten a bit too far ahead of itself, pricing it in six, seven cuts. We think the reality will be closer to two or four, given what we're seeing today. Nevertheless, the direction of travel is for greater interest rate stability and for potentially lower rates. Um, and then the last element related to sort of the direction on inflation is the great recession question. We've talked quite a bit about it. And frankly speaking, we have been wrong expecting uh, that a recession would be quite like likely in 2023. Discussions around recessions have taken a lot of time investor time and attention in 2023 and this year as well, well, it certainly looks like the probability of a more severe recession is behind us. We think that it hasn't disappeared entirely. It's still there, or we may in fact just muddle through, but the economic environment does look a little bit more benign. So that's those are the, the broad implications of inflation coming under control. The other two components are naturally, by being exogenous, geopolitics and elections, uh, we most certainly will not <laughs> qualify as experts. And as a result, we just measure probabilities and calculate how to invest with the best risk position. Geopolitics, from our perspective, has some, some clear implications in that uh, the direction of travel remains sort of the move away from a liberal worldview where everybody is seeking uh, a democratic environment. And that's sort of a um, post-Cold War globalization era that we had seen for so many years. The direction now may be multipolar. So a lot of different individual sort of power players in the world with their own agendas Globally, again, it reminds us that shocks are always or can be around the corner. And then the 
Other sort of significant exogenous event is, of course, global elections. While there are more implications throughout, right, the biggest one that we are watching uh, is here in the United States. Uh, gridlock, more frequently than not, means good news for volatility in the markets. So if that is the outcome post-election, that may mean a little bit less uh, less concern with changed policies. But I think the biggest question marks is, does the executive change? We already have a history of how these two individuals act. So and and the the, the policies can be fairly contrasting. So how about investors who might still feel wary or guarded in this environment? What would you share with them on how to identify the right time to make any adjustments? Well, I tell you, Denise, this is a classic year for keeping it simple. So in an environment like this, we figured there are three good rules of thumb to follow. The first one is let's just remind ourselves that bonds will start to behave like bonds again. They, fa they as a matter of fact, have done so in 2023. One of our biggest message for investors was keep looking at income. This is something that we haven't had in so long. Yield is attractive. Keep it simple. An allocation to bonds makes sense. This year, a lot of that uh, theme will remain in place. The second one is when there's so much value in higher quality fixed income, like agency mortgage-backed securities and some other pockets of the market, it doesn't make a lot of sense to completely step outside, sort of uh, completely off the rails and look for risk where you don't need to be. So our advice would be stay with a fairly diversified portfolio, avoid the eggs and all the eggs in one basket, but focus on higher quality risk. Don't take risk you don't have to take. And then the third one is kind of the counterbalance to the second in that, as, as we've talked about the geopolitics and, and elections and all of these other sort of phenomena, this year will be a great year for agility once again, in that we don't, we no longer anticipate that the risk for a severe recession or severe market dislocation is here, but that doesn't mean that the market won't continue to fluctuate between we have no recession, everything is perfect, and oh boy, is there a new war that might start. And in that environment, get ready to pounce. Make sure you take advantage of opportunities in front of you as markets are faster today than they have ever been. And having that agility and speed will be the way to capture value. It's clear that active management is really key to navigating this type of environment, not just talking the talk, but the ability to invest with conviction and be agile as needed. So, Daniela, thank you so much for joining us today. We always enjoy getting your perspectives on these topics. So don't forget, you can read more insights from our investment teams and actionable ideas for a world in transition. Just visit DelawareFunds.com slash outlooks to learn more. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for more information on topics from this episode. And be sure to subscribe to Think Again wherever you get your podcasts.
This recording is intended for financial professionals and institutional investors only. This is not intended for use with the general public. The views expressed in this podcast represent those of the speaker and are subject to change. Nothing presented should be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security or follow any investment technique or strategy and does not constitute advice, an advertisement, an invitation, a confirmation, an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity or an offer of any banking or financial service. Investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. All examples herein are for illustrative purposes only and there can be no assurance that any particular investment objective will be realized or any investment strategy seeking to achieve such objective will be successful. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future performance. Before acting on any information, consider the appropriateness of it with regard to your particular objectives, financial situation and needs and seek advice. No representation or warranty expressed or implied is made as to the accuracy of completeness of the information, opinions, and conclusions presented. In preparing this recording, reliance has been placed without independent verification on the accuracy and completeness of all information available from external sources. Macquarie Asset Management is the Asset Management Division of Macquarie Group. Macquarie Asset Management is a full-service asset manager offering a diverse range of products across public and private markets, including fixed income, equities, multi-asset solutions, private credit, infrastructure, renewables, natural assets, real estate, and asset finance. The public investment business is a part of Macquarie Asset Management and includes investment products and advisory services distributed and offered by and referred through affiliates, which include Delaware Distributors, LP, a registered broker slash dealer and member of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and Macquarie Investment Management Business Trust, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment Investment advisory services are provided by a series of MIMBT. Macquarie Group refers to Macquarie Group Limited and its subsidiaries and affiliates worldwide. Delaware Funds by Macquarie refers to certain investment solutions that Macquarie Asset Management Public Investments distributes, offers, refers, or advises. Other than Macquarie Bank Limited, any Macquarie Group entity noted in this podcast is not an authorized deposit-taking institution for the purposes of the Banking Act 1959. The obligations of these other Macquarie Group entities do not represent deposits or other liabilities of Macquarie Bank. Macquarie Bank does not guarantee or otherwise provide assurance in respect of the obligations of these Macquarie Group entities. In addition, if this podcast relates to an investment, the investor is subject to investment risk, including possible delays in repayment and loss of income and principal invested, and none of the Macquarie Bank or any other Macquarie Group entity guarantees any particular rate of return on or the performance of the investment, nor do they guarantee guarantee repayment of capital in respect of the investment.